Greetings to you, O children of the new flesh. I am still Justin Otto, and this is Dharma Junkie. And I have a confession to make. I fucked up about a week ago. I, I thought I could go and have a few drinks from time to time and be able to handle it, and well, I just can't. I just fucking can't. Uh, I, I don't process alcohol correctly, and a couple turns into five or six, and then I turn into a huge fucking asshole. So I got drunk, and I got into a fight with the person I care about the most in the world. And Laura, I'm so fucking sorry. You mean the world to me, and you know that. Um, but things are starting to get a little bit better. But it was definitely a wake-up call. So no more drinking for Justin. Forever. Ever again. So if you see me out, which you probably won't, because I don't go out. But if you do, I'll take a water. But anyway, on this episode, I sit down with the co-host of Rushmore Podcast, turf specialist, and amateur fisherman, Pepper Goins. And we share our thoughts on dealing with fear, on uh, death and alligators, living in the South, racism, professional wrestling, unique hobbies, and the difficulties of producing a podcast, and a whole shitload of other stuff. Some of it which I had to take out, but uh, you'll be able to find that on the Patreon that I just put together. It's going to have all kinds of outtakes and writing and music and other rambling bullshit and so on and so on. So uh, please consider donating. In fact, you and I don't even consider it. Just go donate because uh, this thing costs money to make and uh, I put a lot of work into it and I deserve it. I know you think I do, but um, that's pretty much what's been going on, man. Um, quit drinking again. Started Patreon. Uh, I've got some cool interviews coming up. Things are going good. If you like the show, please rate and review and share it. The most important thing is just getting the word out. So please share it with your friends. But without further ado, please welcome the co-host of Rushmore Podcast, Pepper Goins. You might catch yourself sliding in and out of might catch yourself sliding in and out of all Just relax and enjoy it. This is an experiment, this is an experiment in, mind in mind formation. In formation. In formation. Forming, forming, controlling, controlling, operating your, operating mind, your mind and your brain. Using digital, using digital techniques to overload, to overload and scramble, and scramble, confuse, confuse, unfocus your mind. The natural state of the brain is chaos. Chaos, Chaos is beautiful. What the fuck? Oh, okay. There we hey, go. We're fucking there in. it is. Okay. There he is. Oh. Is the fucking Star Wars on you are, uh, all in there? Yeah, dude. Han Solo? Next to it, I got the, uh, you know that poster where they're all playing in a band? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such a sick-ass poster, dude. That's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I got posters in my room, like I'm fucking like a twelve year old. Oh, you should see friends. my, you should see my room. It's like a explosion of mandalas and psychedelic bullshit. Yeah, you're looking like uh, less Stroud these days, Survivor man. Oh yeah, yeah. In what way? <laughs> like just like the bald head and the beard and everything. You ever oh, seen yeah. Les Stroud? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I love a, that shit. Does he got a beard now? Yeah. He, yeah, he keeps a beard uh, from here to there. He didn't used to. The episodes I remember, you know, he didn't have a beard, but by the end of it, he'd generally have a little bit of something. Something. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're out in the fucking woods for a week at a time or whatever length of yeah. You know, however fucking long he's out there, of course you're gonna grow some sort of beard. I doubt he brought a shave kit with him. No, I don't think that's essential. I don't think that's one of those things you carry. 
on a no. wilderness expedition. No. You don't see too many clean shaven hermits. No. Um, yeah, I would I would assume. I mean, it's gotta be an advantage at some point. There's a reason why we grow beards. There's gotta be. There's an evolution reason for evolutionary reason for basically everything about us. Except for like male nipples. Oh, dude, don't even get me started on male nipples. You know how much a uh, nipple plasty is? How much is that? Seven hundred dollars a nipple. That's not bad. That's pretty reasonable. I know. I've looked into it. So I have to band-aid my nipples like always. You're, are you like constantly running a marathon? No. I mean, it, you would you would think so, but I just have really sensitive nipples, and they'll chafe like basically if air hits them. I wonder if that has anything to do with your uh, your complexion. I don't know. Is I that, mean, is that racist towards gingers? <laughs> no. I, I mean, it it might be. I don't know. I have very pink, supple nipples. Well, you're very pink and supple pretty much <laughs> in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a country ham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody injected country ham into my DNA right before I was born. <laughs> do we get we got the same uh we got the same mic stands. Yes, we do. They're very handy. They are. I like these better than uh, my buddy bought some more expensive ones, and um, I don't like them near as much as these. Really? The only thing I don't like about these are the springs. Yeah, but you can you can use them for like musical instruments. Yeah, that's true. That's what I've been doing. That's fun. So what have you been up to, man? Um, I mean, really just work and fishing as much as I can. Yeah, I keep up with your fishing pretty well on the old facebook yeah it became a mission at some point to catch a fish on facebook live yeah you have you have you completed that mission several times i did no only one time just the once i don't really see you catching very much exactly i was convinced that like somehow facebook live uh was scaring away fish it could be it could be like the jim cantori of uh I mean, but like in the opposite fashion, like yeah. you know, Jim Cantore shows up classically, you're going to get a storm. Yeah. Have you actually seen him show up somewhere in person? Oh yeah. He's been here several times. Dude, he gets mobbed. Oh, for sure. He's like, especially, for yeah. I mean, down here, he's like such a celebrity. My wife has a, a picture with him and it was like her Facebook profile picture for forever. That's the South, man. All we have time, you know, <laughs> ship, all we have to do down here is watch peanuts grow and fucking wait for hurricanes. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we're about to get one. Uh, we're only going to get the rain from it, I guess. The depression that's out there right now? Yeah, but they're yeah. talking about like six inches of rain in a day. It'll be long gone by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even think it has a name anymore. <laughs> Tropical depression, A234. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So the podcast has been going pretty well, huh? On your end? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's been fun. How's people on there, man? Yeah, um, but I will say uh, my prediction has come true now that everything's starting to kind of open back up. Uh, it's starting to get harder and harder to try to find guests because everybody's oh, sure. starting to get busy again. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we can – I mean, the last episode we recorded, it was a, a Back to Our Roots episode where it was just me and him, and we're going to try to get – hopefully we got – I don't know, man. It's weird. Oh yeah, because you you can never tell like like what's gonna be the big thing or whatever. I mean, that's why you just have to do your thing and hope that people you know 
enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all you can do. So we're just trying to, trying to keep riding that wave and hopefully we can. As a podcast host, you know, you don't do this for mo- the money. <laughs> like, like there no. is no money. No. <laughs> The yeah the only the only people that make money like off the bat are people that already making money in other fields. Right, exactly. The uh, all the stand up comedians that have podcasts are guaranteed an audience already. You know, so it's just like when you yeah. they could start a podcast and have guaranteed endorsements off the bat. I've had a lot of fun uh, doing other people's podcasts to try to promote our podcast. Though that has been very fun. I did a podcast uh, Sunday where the whole premise of the podcast is. Uh, me and the guest or me and the host don't know anything about each other. And whenever he hits record, we like, you know, become friends basically. And that, that was, that was pretty interesting. But um, yeah, I've, uh, I've had, a, I've had a lot of fun and I mean, you know, a lot of people don't have any, they have no frame of reference for who I am or what to expect or anything. So it's, uh, it's fun. I don't know. I, I like I like fucking with people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been fun. There was one guy. He, I went I went on a show, and the show prior, he had he had like done a teaser where he was like, "Yeah, there's this this stand up comedian named Pepper Goings, and he's from Missouri." And uh, you know, I I don't think Pepper's his real name. I think it's a stage name, like all this other shit. And I just went on there. I was like, I was like, "Yeah, dude, it's totally a stage name. I'm from Missouri." Like St. Louis, I love the Cardinals. Like, let's go, dude. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, that's fine. It reminds me of uh, did you ever see that thing Tom Segura did? The whole DJ Dad Mouth thing. It's exactly yeah, uh, along those terms. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, did you see that thing where he like shit on wrestling and then? Oh like, man, I, that was brilliant. I fucking loved it. <laughs> the entire world like came down around him. Jeff, we we had a guy on Jeff Die. He's another stand up comedian. And um, he kind of went pretty hard on him on Twitter. And I was trying to bait him into like talking some more shit on Tom Segura, but he he just explained his point very eloquently, and it was annoying. What was his point? Just like uh, pro wrestling, it's like yeah, it's stupid, but so is like uh, How I Met Your Mother and you know other dramas. You know, like uh, Stanhope had that bit where he talks about like you know um, I think it was the one about about when his mom was dying and he uh, talks about football and he's like, he's like, I know it's stupid, but it's my stupid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I get that. I get it. I, I still think wrestling's stupid, but oh yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything's ridiculous. stupid. I, yeah. I, did, I did a bunch of stagehand work for, uh, for the WWE. I, uh, I helped build WrestleMania in 2018. Oh, nice. dude. That was a pretty interesting gig. Just building all that shit, man. It was like a, it was like a two week build, man. Sixteen hour days. I could, I believe it. I've, I've, I haven't done like specifically stagehand work, but I have done, you know, similar stuff to that. And it's, uh, it's very interesting, like seeing behind the curtain. And that's, that's one thing that I would like to see, like behind the curtain, because that's what, that's what really fascinates me more than the actual like in ring stuff mm. is all the like their real lives outside, right. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know anything about that. All I did was build shit. Yeah, well, it's still fun. And then like get ushered away. There's a friend of a friend. He I don't know if he still is, but he was for a very long time a UFC cameraman. Oh yeah. He was one of the guys that stands on the side of the cage and holds a camera. Right. 
and he would send my buddy like pictures of like blood splatter on his pants and shit. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's always a good time. <laughs> yeah, that would be I mean, you gotta think that person holding that camera, they have the best view out of anybody. Yeah, in the arena. you gotta look at the you gotta look at the, the polarity of that. They have the best and the worst view. Yeah. Uh, I bet you know their arms I mean? get pretty tired. It's getting a it's like a <laughs> It's like a fucking bloody Gallagher show. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I, uh, I, I watched my first live MMA event. Do they wear, I wonder, do, do, have you ever noticed that they wear, uh, do they wear any kind of like rain gear? Any kind of like, like, uh, like yellow rain slicker, like the Gordon Fisherman or some shit. They wear all black. So they just blend into the background. So you can't see them. Yeah. They can't. That makes sense. Stations yeah. pretty generally all wear, wear black. So, yeah, they should and at I least mean, wear black rain gear. They should give them some sort of uh, yeah. anti-absorbent. I mean, everybody's tested for AIDS, so there's not really like, you know, a danger to catch anything. But I mean, yeah, I guess blood is nasty. I mean, who knows what else they have? I mean, yeah. I'm sure they're tested for everything, but maybe there's some sort of weird disease. You know, like the whole COVID-19 thing came out of somewhere. Maybe they had a big uh, fucking zebu for dinner last night, and now they've got some sort of new disease. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, people. Some, eat weird of shit. Are, some of those dudes are into some weird shit. Yeah, there's a there's a dude named uh, Bryce Mitchell fighting the UFC right now, and he has openly admitted to eating roadkill before. So who knows? Awesome. <laughs> Where's he from? He's from Missouri, right? <laughs> uh, Arkansas, I think. Oh yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. He was talking about his uh, the trailer that he lived in. And he was like, he was like, yeah, the only bad thing about it is I got all, all these damn cows that keep bumping into my trailer and fucking it up. <laughs> He's got a trailer in the middle of a cow field. See, that's just a problem I can't relate with. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I have just have no connection oh, to that problem. I forgot. But uh, so have you ever seen like somebody have a single wide trailer? And I don't, I don't understand this, but apparently to preserve the trailer, they'll build like a pole barn on top of oh. it. Over the trailer? Yes. I, so I can't say that I've seen that. I've seen okay. a lot of weird shit. Like I've seen, you know, when you go down to like Fushan and shit, you see the uh, trailers on stilts. Yeah. That's always interesting, but uh, never one with a pole barn built over it. So it, it, it's common practice for people who have a trailer, but also have like a little bit of money to spend. And he was building his uh, pole barn roof and uh, he had a, he had a drill. And he was he was walking up a ladder, but he had his hands pulled full. He didn't have a tool belt. All he was wearing was gym shorts. So he stuck his drill in his pocket. Ooh. And as yeah, you can see where this is going. As yeah. he's as he's going up the ladder, uh, his his thigh hits the trigger, and um, his scrotum gets enveloped into the drill. And he immediately jumps down the ladder, and he was sitting there holding it. And the only way he could get it out was he had to reverse the drill and back yeah. his ball sack out of the drill. And he said his his testicle actually fell out because it it like ripped his scrotum open. Right. right yeah. So he was holding his testicle. He jumped in his truck and started driving to the hospital. Obviously, this dude's building a pole barn over his fucking trailer, so he's not close to a hospital. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I'm, if you have either if you have either a single wide trailer or a pole barn, chances are you're not very close to a hospital. Yeah. So he basically drove like 30, 40 minutes holding his testicle in his hand, driving down the road. And I don't know if I would have made the 30 or 40 seconds. 
Yeah. Well, he said he actually said like once he backed the drill out and and let the pressure off of it, it it really didn't hurt that bad. I, I don't believe he might be a fucking liar. Who knows? Just the sheer shock of having to hold your own testicle would be enough for me. Shock is amazing. I've uh, I've been a pain and do shock a couple times, and I mean, you really don't feel it until you feel it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I got I got really badly burned a few years ago, and uh, yeah, yeah. Shock is a real thing. Yeah, it's kind of it's 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 kind of a nice thing that the human body does for you. But I mean, you know, what is it flood with? I think uh, epinephrine. I don't know. I'm not I'm a not doctor. Sure. Some, some sort of neurotransmitter. I'm not Doctor Pepper. <laughs> Not a medical doctor, Pepper. That's uh, yeah. Your podcast has been going great, man. I think I've listened. I haven't listened to the last episode yet, but uh, as far as like a podcast sounding like pro as fuck out of the gate, man, you really knocked out of the park. You, you it's just you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fucking nailed. Yeah, yeah. I'm the judge, jury, and executioner on this one. Hell yeah! But thanks, man. I I appreciate that. That's a pretty big compliment, and. Uh, I work pretty hard at, you know, making sure everything is right. And I'm super meticulous about things. I'm kind of OCD in some ways I have to kind of, sometimes I have to kind of struggle with that because it can be overkill. And I've had to learn to like ease off of that. Like I used to be way worse about it. Like I used to, when I would record music and shit, I'd record the same thing, like, you know, the same guitar part or something like 20 times. Oh yeah. And then like, you got to learn to stop yourself and just be like, look, you're never going to get it perfect because perfect doesn't exist. So, you know, sometimes you just got to, I can throw caution in the wind and just put shit out there. And I, with this, I've kind of been doing that. I'll do, you know, just what, whatever comes off the top of my head and it's gone. I mean, you know, as far as like the intros and stuff like that. Now the uh, interviews, the interviews have been fun, man. That's been the, the most fun I've had doing this is just talking to different people that I otherwise would have never been able to speak to, you know, yeah. it really open, you know, opening up your network like that is a super cool thing because you get to just meet so many interesting people. Yeah, I'm about to um, start a podcast with my buddy. Um, the whole premise of the podcast is we're going to interview uh, MMA fighters, and we're not going to talk about fighting or anything. Like we're just basically talking about life stories because most of those guys have very interesting life stories. Yeah, I don't think you end up in the octagon if you don't like. You know, you've you've got some sort of something happened that set you on that path. Yeah, exactly. So and I'm not saying it's, I'm not necessarily saying it's anything bad, no. you know, you, but just something, there was something that, that spawned your interest in that and pursuing that for a living. And it, it's more interesting than Karen who does accounting. Like it's, Oh, for sure. It's something people want to hear about. So I, I th- you'll never, you'll never get Karen on my show. Either. Yeah. I, th- I think it'll be a, a pretty good podcast, but he was, he was like, man, I really don't think that so-and-so is going to be willing to do it. I was like, why would you think that? Have you ever talked to him before? He's like, no. I was like, I don't even know how to get in touch with him. I was like, dude, the worst thing they can say is nothing. Yeah. The second worst thing I can say is no. And the best thing they can say is yes. Like, the, Absolutely. I mean, the downside is just not there. Like just fucking I mean, ask. Yeah. You never know until you, you ask, you know, like that's, that's the thing I've learned by doing this. Um, you know, and I've gotten some no's for sure. Yeah. I've, I've gotten some no responses for sure, but I've gotten some, you know, some good yeses. And, uh, those are, you know, if you don't ask, you'll never, you'll never get a yes. Yeah. You'll never. Yeah. Yeah, the way they say a uh, closed mouth doesn't eat. Yeah. So, you know, you know. <laughs> an open mouth should probably close it so everybody else can fucking eat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, it's been fun. And, uh, but, you know, it is, it's, uh, it's a lot of work, especially doing everything by myself, you know, it is. Um, you know, constantly sending emails, 
and you know, rec- uh, either recording a podcast or editing in some way, shape or form, you know, just making sure there's no pops and clicks and buzzes and shit in there and making sure it sounds listenable. Dude, how, how fucking hard is scheduling? Scheduling is the worst. It is scheduling the, is the worst. worst, especially trying to balance it between, um, you know, um, work, yeah. like my actual work. And then my home life with my girlfriend and then, you know, having any kind of actual free time to do anything else. You know, I like to read and stuff like that, which is cool because I've been interviewing some authors and stuff and and reading their stuff. So that's kind of interesting. But but it, it, it just finding that, yeah, it's not necessarily finding the time. It's finding the time on other people's time. Exactly. Because it's always, it's always when they're available. And then you got to do time zone math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, book a podcast with a dude in London right now. And I just did a podcast with a guy in London. When did you do? Um, two days ago. Well, I'm saying like what time of day? Uh, we did it at noon. Uh, one o'clock, no noon, my time. Okay, that, which was seven o'clock, I think. There. Yeah, because I think six or seven. Yeah, they're they're twelve hours plus. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, when, when, I mean, it's going to have to be sometime. At, like, yeah, I mean, either way, it's shitty. If it's six in the morning here, it's six at night there. I'm not doing a podcast at six in the morning. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure it's that many hours. I, I'm not, I don't think it's 12. I think it's only like six or no, seven. It is. I looked it up. I mean, sure? I've also been way wrong. Let's, let's fact check this. Yeah. I've also been way wrong. I don't want to be wrong. I mean, yeah, I've been wrong before, but we do have the capabilities of uh, fact checking this. World clock. Because I'm interested. London. Oh, wait, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. Uh, like I said, I just the only reason I know this is because I literally just did a podcast yep. with, with the guy in London. So right now it is nine forty-five in Central American time zone, and it is three forty-five a.m. in London. It's tomorrow plus six hours. All right. I don't know. Boom. That still that still <laughs> sucks. It's it's still yep. Yeah, no, so it was like noon uh, my time, and I think it was like six o'clock there or something. Yeah. Well. It's a good one too. You're gonna you're gonna like this one. It's pretty interesting. Oh, uh, is it GH? No, 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 oh, no. dude. No, it's a. Uh, you, you'll hear it. it. It'll be out before this one. Comes okay. Out. Yeah, I'm still I'm still rooting for GH, dude. I, I'm work I'm working on it. I'm working on it. That's a slow build. That one would. Uh, uh, the that one would, that one would open things up. Yeah, for sure. I love that dude so much. Oh man, he's amazing. But uh, man, you've had some really cool people on, like uh, Mark Norman. I, I fucking love Mark Norman. I do too. He's amazing. Did you watch his new special? I did. Oh, I did. I loved it. Yeah, it was so good. My wife even thought it was funny. She hates comedy. <laughs> Who hates comedy? She does. She she can't. She's like, I don't want to listen to people talk. It's like, well, I mean, that's stupid. But I mean, that's what I do all day. I listen to people talk all day because all I do is listen to podcasts. Right. Oh so. yeah. Am I either listening to them or making them? Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, man. Yeah, Martin Arn was super fun, and um, he was one of the two guests that we've had that uh, chose their own topic. That's fun. The other guest was Jeff Die, and he chose sports mascots. And we're like, ah, I mean, that's kind of stupid, but if that's really what you want to do, and he was like, he was like, you don't understand. I am, I am the authority on sports mascots. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. I didn't know there wasn't. I mean, I, I guess there had to be an authority on sports mascots I mean, in the world. Somebody's got to know more about it than anybody. Somebody else. is a nerd about everything. And it, and there's a place on the internet for you to talk about it. Yep. No matter what, how fucking weird it is. 
Dude, I've stumbled across. Get on Reddit. You'll find your oh, people yeah. on there for sure. Like, uh, like, uh, okay, product packaging. There are people that are absolute nerds about product packaging, and they'll be like, they'll be like, dude, don't you remember in like 2003? It was like the the golden era of product packaging, you know, stuff like that. Like, people are nerds about but anything. There was there's there was a golden era of product packaging. What there had to be. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I guess that's. I guess that's accurate too. There's a golden there's, area for, for everybody. Be, yeah, that's true. There's got to be a time that it shine yeah. brighter than it ever did before. Yeah, that's funny as shit, man. <laughs> but uh, dude, like we would. I like. I like that perspective. Yeah, we we would give our picks, and he was like, he would be like, well, you know, you know, you know what's funny? What, what's funny about that mascot is in 1982, whenever they came out with that mascot, blah 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 blah, and we'd be like, holy shit. It's like we didn't, and he's not. He's not like he's not like googling shit. Like this is just his internal knowledge of sports mascots. Like that's, and he's also that's not the only thing he's a huge nerd about. He's a, he's a huge nerd about other stuff too. But it's it's just incredible that, like it, it's not <laughs> he's even just a, a huge nerd. But yeah, but he's also like incredibly handsome and everything. And uh, you know, like his on stage persona is like completely different from that. So you wouldn't expect it from him. But once you start oh, talking that's, to him, that's interesting. Yeah. Once you start talking to him, you're like, damn, dude, like get a girlfriend, <laughs> <laughs> get a hobby besides your nerdy shit. Yeah. Nah, it's cool to nerd out on stuff like that, man. It is. I respect it. I, I, I mean, there's somebody that's a nerd about, uh, coffee mugs guaranteed, guaranteed. Somebody in like Tempe, Texas has the world's biggest coffee mug collection. Yeah. <laughs> And they'll and they'll tell you it's like it was like yeah I remember back in '92 like those mugs like the the ceramic they were using it just wasn't that high quality so there's there's actually not a lot of them that yeah. exist because a lot of them got broken like See, the the kiln that they came out of ran four degrees too cool exactly. so they're a little brittle the handles will tend to break off the bottom where they I love yeah. that shit I love talking to people about their weird shit and that it, a lot of people uh, are annoyed by that. When, when I'm hanging around with him, because I am the dude. Like, if we're at a bar and I find a weirdo, oh, that's my entire night. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I am talking to this weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I am going to learn all about him. And my friends hate me for it. On his life story, because this, this dude will <laughs> tell me about, uh, you know, uh, Chihuahua breeding or like I'll, whatever whatever weird shit he's into, and I'll be like, I'll be like, Jamie, get the fuck over here and listen to this dude talk about Chihuahua breeding, and he's like, no. No, I don't want to do that. It's like, dude, I'm telling you, you can learn some shit. That only works in a bar. Yeah. I mean, that's the perfect venue for that. Well, you have to be drinking. Yeah. Or, that's the only time yeah. that kind of shit's entertaining. Either that if or... If you're sober, it's absolutely not entertaining. I don't want to hear shit about this dude's chihuahua breeding or his plan to open up a, an acrylic business in <laughs> Panama City or something. Yeah. You know, I don't hear about that shit. Quit doing so much cocaine and quit telling yeah. me about all your business ideas. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're going to go over very, very well in this economy. No. I mean, if, if you're really passionate about acrylics or fucking glass dildos or whatever your idea for a business is, sure. But like, keep it to yourself, man. I don't like, I don't like small talk like that. I don't like talking about like, you know, football and bowling and whatever. Like, I want to talk about like the nature of reality. Yeah. No, I'll, yeah. You know? I'm into that. But. Yeah, yeah, I don't like I don't like sports small talk because I'm not into your sports. Sports are very personal, and I I don't think people understand that. Like, unless you're, 
I, I don't see how you would you would walk up to somebody and be like, hey, you see the Saints game? It's like, I guess it's easy to assume around here that everybody's a fucking Saints fan, but it's like, no, dude, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how it is here too, you know, especially the Saints or, you know, whatever it happens to be. It's like, yeah, I just don't care. And no, not to say that there's not sports that I, I don't enjoy because there are, I bet I do enjoy because I, I really enjoy baseball. Yeah. Which is insane to some people. They're like, baseball is the most fucking boring thing I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. But, um, you know, I get the, uh, I'd rather watch golf than baseball comment a lot. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty bold. But golf is dope too. If you get into it. If you're into it, anything's cool. Yeah. I mean, have you ever watched like a, if you're into it, pro wrestling's cool, Pepper. Yeah, you're right. Sure. Uh, I'm just not into it. (laughs) Yeah. Me neither. Have you ever watched like a, like a sudden death playoff in golf? Yes. All right. Yes. So you get it. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like watching the penalty shots at a, at a soccer game. Yeah. I'll watch that. Like I hate basketball. Basketball is so boring. Cause I don't understand a single bit of it. At least golf. I can understand that you hit the ball and you want it to land at a favorable, favorable place. What's when, I mean, what's difficult to understand about basketball. You get a fucking orange ball. You have to dribble it down the court. You cannot carry it. Well, and you put it in into the fucking hole, and then you you get either two or three points depending on where you're at. Yeah, but like all the plays it's, and everything, it's pretty basic. Because I I know people that are super into basketball, and they'll be like, oh, they're running this play, and you know, like I don't know the positions at all. Like I know the center gets rebounds, I think, and then. See, I'm not. I don't know all that. Yeah. Like, I don't care about that. Like, but for me, it's just a bunch of. For me, it's a bunch of tall guys throwing a ball yeah. around and trying to put it into a fucking. Yeah, hoop. it's a bunch of people doing shit that I'll never be able to do because I'm five foot seven and three quarters. Right. I'm. Yeah. I'm yeah. like under six foot. I, it just doesn't matter. But there, there's never like there's. I'm also th- about to be 39 years old, so there's not really many times where I'm like, hey, let's go hit the fucking court and we can play some one on one, like. All right. Yet again, it goes back to a time thing. I just don't have the time for that. Here, here's a question. What year of your life did you accept that you weren't going to go pro in any sport? I never had any desire to go pro in any sport. But, okay, you, you never sat around and fantasized like, like oh, man, if I, if I was going up to the plate, my walkout music would be this or whatever like that. No. No, I was always in a, I I mean, I played baseball and stuff, but I never, I knew I was just playing baseball. I was never like, yeah, I'm going to grow up and play for the Cubs. And that was, no, that was not a thing. We're different. We're different people. (laughs) Now I did, um, you know, want to grow up and, uh, play music professionally, which I, which I ended up doing. See, I never, I never want to do that. I'm not like, no, not like on a large scale by any means, but I, I paid my bills by doing it. So that technically means I did it professionally, right? Yeah. I never wanted to do that. And uh, that's probably why I never really did. <laughs> but that would be a good reason. I was 28 years old. This was last year where I was finally like, like I was, I was thinking about what my walkout music would be uh, if I was in the <laughs> UFC. I, I was going through different songs. I was like, I was like, I was like, Dana, why wouldn't let me have that song? I, I know. I know that guy. He, he wouldn't. And then I, and then I had a real realization. I was like, oh, wait, I'm 28 and I've not trained in any sport or fighting or anything like that. Like I'm not going pro in any sport. And I was bummed out for like a day and a half, dude. <laughs> like when I came to that realization, I was like, dude, if I start now, like by the time I'll be good at anything, I'll be like 35 and nobody's going to hire a 35 year old rookie. 
depends on what you're a rookie at. Now, if it's cage fighting, probably not. You know, um, football, probably not. You can still break into golf. Golf or bowling? Golf or bowling. Yeah. I mean, like, you've seen the physiques of uh, some pro bowlers there. That they've had, I mean, other yeah. than just hanging out and drinking beer and bowling, that's that's pretty much their training. So, like, they're not exactly like going and pumping weights right. and shit. They're not, all right, all right, settle down. That's rude. But <laughs> have you seen Daria? Daria, she's a female uh, Polish bowler. No, no, I have not. Okay, I'll send you a picture of her later, and I'll let you decide uh, how you feel about bowling after that. I mean, I like bowling. Okay. I didn't say I didn't like bowling. <laughs> I just said they're not. They're not exactly like. Yeah. Triathletes. Okay. You know that's fair. I mean? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. You, how much training do you need other than just going and getting really good at bowling? Like you don't have to be in like peak physical condition to be a fucking yeah. pro bowler. Yeah. I wonder that, that is a interesting. Yeah. Most pro bowlers right. look like Bill Murray and fucking Kingpin. Yeah. You're right. You know, like NASCAR drivers and F1 drivers, they do like, like they're like legit athletes now. Oh yeah, for sure. But look at what they're doing. Yeah. That actually requires some sort of like physical effort. I mean, you're fucking driving a car at 220 miles per hour. It's kind of hard to fucking hold on to the wheel. And, yeah. you know, there's a, and there's a lot of psychology involved. That's not, with that yeah, too. that's, that's not the same cra- thing. I shouldn't have said you're, that. <laughs> 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 it's like, I don't know how we're comparing these two, but we can. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting, though, because I, I was, I, I, for some reason, I've been getting into F1. That's like comparing, that's like comparing a Blue Angel pilot with like a fucking crop duster pilot. It's like, sure, it's kind of in the same realm, Dude. but it's a completely different fucking thing. Like, yeah, they're both flying, but one requires a little bit more uh, effort. That's know? fair, but I, I feel like you're shitting on ag pilots, and that's hard, too. No, not, not, I'm not shitting on ag pilots. I hate, you know, 4-H all the way, and um, <laughs> I can, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-ag, man. <laughs> but I, I, I've been getting into F1 lately for some reason, and I caught some dude, like, doing this workout, and it's something that never occurred to me, but he was, he had like three or four different neck workouts. Oh, yeah. And I was like, why would that be? It, it's so he can keep his so he, head stable. His head up. Yeah. When with, he's fucking going super fast as fuck. Yeah. Going through yeah. all the G's and everything. And um, I thought that was super interesting. It's something I never considered. I, I like, I like finding shit out about that. Yeah. That is super interesting. Sand sucks, dude. I don't know how you guys deal with all the fucking sand. Like, as far as what? I mean, it's good for some things like weighting down buckets or okay. um, putting in the bottom of your aquarium. Okay. Or uh, running in if you're trying to get in, like, shape. All right. That's a good one. Um, other than that, it gets in fucking everything. Yeah. And I find it incredibly annoying. That's but- it. <laughs> you You gave the only three upsides to sand. Yeah, and then I give the one major downside. To yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gets in everything. One hundred percent. And um, I grew, I grew up here. You know how many, t- you know how many weird places I've had to wash sand out of in my life. I'm sure. I went to Florida one time with my old car, and when I sold that car last it still year, had sand. Oh, one hundred percent. Beautiful white <laughs> Pensacola beach sand. Mm-hmm. It is the whitest sand beaches in the world. That is a fact. So at least we got that going for us, right? Racially here. No, I mean for sure it's all. No, let, let, let's let's clarify. The sand is the whitest, but you're not far off. It probably is the whitest beaches in the. No, that's Alabama, oh. definitely. Oh, 
Oh, this is a phenomenon that I had no idea about until I moved down here. Are you aware of Black Spring Break? Uh, no, I, I wasn't even aware of Black Twitter until a couple months ago. Okay, Black Twitter is old. Black Black Spring Break. I see. I know. I, I know. I'm just not plugged in. Like, yeah. So Black Spring Break is at it's in Gulfport Beach, and mm-hmm. whenever I say Black Spring Break, I'm not like, I'm not like you know calling something calling it something that's not like when they report about that's it that's the the actual moniker yeah of when they the report okay. about it on the news it is called so you're not being condescending no. you're just stating the news it is black spring break and i would that that's gotcha. what it's, it's basically like like panama city for black people in college right and it is i mean you can imagine how how much people in mississippi complain about that yeah yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It is very interesting, but you know, every single year, because I, I mean, you know, people around here, there's like quite. It's it's definitely the most racist place I've ever been. Where are you at right now? It's Pascagoula, Mississippi. Oh, you're in Pascagoula. Oh, so you're like right next to Ocean Springs, Scotch. Yeah. I, I last time I heard you guys were in uh, Van Cleve, but it's pretty much. The same thing. I mean, it's yeah. very close. You know, might as well be. It's all the same. Thing. Uh, yeah. But um, I, I feel like people hate it even more because nothing bad ever happens for the most part. Whenever we have Black Spring Break, it's just like everybody has a good time. I feel like people around here can't handle it. They they want there to be like some they, type of riot or something. Right. Right. They they want there to be a reason to complain. Yeah, it's hilarious. People love complaining. Yeah, they do. It's their favorite thing to do. They'll they'll pick any little thing and go, I don't like that. It's like, yeah, but what about all the other stuff? Like that's now paled by this one silly thing that happened. Yeah. You know. And I mean it, it's huge for the economy down here. It's just people people are just sitting there like <laughs> it's like they're having oh, yeah. they're having fun on our beaches. And it's like, dude, you guys do fucking cruising the coast. That that might as well be the same like the polar opposite thing. It's like a bunch of fucking 54 Bel Airs. Right. Well, you know, the South is uh, still very backwards in very many ways in a lot of places. Yeah. It is, it is fun to, uh, to just look at it and, and laugh at how the, the hypocrisy and, and all the other stuff that comes with it. Um, oh yeah. The only times I ever get upset is like when, whenever somebody says some, some racist shit to me, it like, as if I'm going to just agree with it. Oh man, that's one of my favorite things in the world. I'll even play along with it for a minute and then like be like, "Hey man, I hate <laughs> you know, that shit, dude." I feel like, or when they say it and they expect you to like laugh. That's exactly. And you can tell they're they're looking for you to be like, yeah. <laughs> like, nah, nah, sorry, not me. That's such the move down here. Oh man, well you know like, you can't even. You can, I mean, you can you you can place blame and say you know like the. It's right too. I, I I mean, not really place blame or put in a place of judgment. I really feel sorry for them because a lot of you know, if, if you think that way, a lot of times you're raised in that environment and you just you're ignorant. You don't know any better. But when when you you get right down to it, like you should be um, a sentient enough being and cognizant enough to realize that hey, that shit's fucked up, and and not do it. Even like even though it was ingrained in you, you know, from childhood because that's the environment you grew up in or whatever you should be able to break that paradigm and 
and change. You know, it's like the same thing with child ab- child abuse. You know, they say in the in the cycle. You know, don't yeah. don't do to you or your kids what happened to you. You know what I'm saying? So like, don't instill those things in your children. And I still see people doing it, and it rubs me the wrong way. But you know, they're not my kids, and what am I? You know, I can I can say that I'm not exactly cool with it. But and at the end of the day, it's you know their kids, and the people are just people just don't know any better. People have no empathy. People have no compassion generally. Like they don't. They're so caught up in themselves and their, you know, their ego that they can't yeah. step outside of themselves and never really put themselves in the position of another person. They can't ever look at another person's perspective. Well, it's that. And like, they don't know anything other than that. And they, they don't know. I, I feel bad for them too, because anybody that's racist across the board, uh, they have never been friends with and hung out uh with a person that is whatever, anything, whatever race, anything they but whatever they, their race is generally. Yeah. They've only right. been around white people and that that's the problem. If, if everybody would just like, I mean, I know, and I know it's like cliche and stupid to say, but it's like, if, if everybody would just be friends, then like, it would, like there wouldn't be any fucking yeah, problems. I mean, and that that's the goal, right? It's like for everyone to realize that we're all fucking, we're all people. We're all kind of, we're all one consciousness, man. We're all, the universe experiencing itself, man. And it's, it's hard to get people to realize that there's a, you know, first of all, they have to want to realize it and they have to put the work in, you yeah. know, and like really like work on themselves. And I think that a lot of people just aren't interested in working on themselves. They just, they think there's nothing, they think there's no issue. So if there's no issue, then they have, there's nothing yeah. to work on when really we're all fucked up and we all need work constantly but most people just don't do it. Yeah. I mean, I really do. Like, I, I really do feel bad for racist people in, in a few ways. Cause like, they don't know how, how dope like black culture is. They have no idea. Everything in, in America is in some way influenced by black culture. Like, yeah, but they'll, 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 you know, I mean, you've heard all the arguments like, no, Elvis started that or, you Don't know, it's, it's like, oh, they, they stole it. I know. It's like, yeah, people, people never heard of uh fucking uh, Johnny B. Good. Um, What's his name? Oh, God. Chuck. Have you ever seen Chuck the Chuck Berry. Berry sex tape? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's, no, it's great. horrendous. <laughs> It's one of the worst. It's probably probably one of the funniest and worst things I've ever had to look at. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you uh, we were talking about religion earlier. Where, uh, what are your thoughts on organized religion or unorganized religion? Just religion in general. Man, my whole thing is, and I I feel like i I don't know so i I feel like I have uh an interesting perspective because i I really don't care about an afterlife either way, and I feel like a lot of people really obsess on uh death and what happens when they die and i I just don't care I don't care uh if there is something bigger than than what's going on here um are you, just, are you sure like, about that no how could i mean how could, how could not. you not care? I, am I am I sure that I don't care? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I mean, I know you're sure you don't care, but like, are you sure yeah. you're sure you don't care? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty cool. You'd be okay with just? I mean, that would be the 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 best, right? Like, if it you if it was just nothing, like if your consciousness just blinked out and it was nothing, like if you yeah, just, I mean, if it was just like lights out, that would be the, like the best scenario, right? 
Well, no, that's a possibility. I mean, for sure, no, it's a possibility. No. Dude, no, best scenario is heaven is real. I die and I wake up in heaven and I'm like, holy shit. Okay, wait. Like, it's just, it's just like every, everybody loves like hardcore and deathcore and there's fucking beer and cocaine everywhere. So you, you realize that heaven, like the kingdom of heaven lies within, right? So like you can, it's, it's really what Christianity, like without putting it into these terms, obviously, because they, they base it around Christ, but, and, and the idea of heaven, but heaven is here on earth. It's how you live your life. You can choose to live in heaven or hell. You can surround yourself with beer and fucking cocaine and hookers right now. And if, yeah. I mean, if that's your idea of heaven, you can go live that. You can do that right now. There's nothing stopping Dude, live, you. Justin, I'll tell you right now, I might live in heaven. You might. This might be it. You do. I mean, if you're enjoying your life, doing your podcast and doing cocaine and drinking beer and probably not begging hookers. I don't think Andy would be cool with that. But No, no but, that would be not chill at all. Yeah, I don't think she'd be okay with that. But uh, other than that, like, you know, if, if you're enjoying your life and you're living your best life and you're happy doing it, then you're already in heaven. Now, alternatively, you can choose to live in hell. You know, I've done it. I did it for years. Yeah. Because I just didn't, I didn't know I could be happy. I didn't know that was an option. I thought life was just misery and that's all it was. See, and I I feel bad. Like, I I really do feel bad because I don't deal with a lot of, a lot of problems that a lot of my friends have. And I I can't even like kind of relate. And I, especially as far as like depression goes, I, I really do think that if you, if you have a ton of shit going on and you just stay super busy and you're doing stuff that you actually like, like depressed, like you're basically too busy to be depressed. And I know that's, that's not true. No, that, like no that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely yeah, correct. I mean, if you're following your passion and you're doing things that you love, things that make you happy and you fill your time with that, then how could you possibly be depressed? That That's what, that that's what I feel. I feel like people who are depressed, and it, it's kind of a callous and shitty. That, that's why I, I generally don't talk about it. But I, I, I do think the only people that are, are depressed are people who have time to be depressed. I don't think it's that. I think it's that people don't know that they can be anything but depressed. I think people have a thinking problem. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, do, I do buy the whole uh, chemical imbalance thing with certain people. I get that. I get that. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that... I guess that's a thing that exists, but you know, I was told I had a chemical imbalance and I was diagnosed bipolar and manic depressive and fucking this and that. And, that. and like, I'm pretty happy. Like I was depressed for a lot of years, but like, it's just because I had a thinking issue and I'm happy as fuck now. Like I'm yeah. legitimately genuinely happy. Like the, the times that I've been depressed, like I could point out a very specific reason and and that reason was always like even and I feel bad and I feel like guilty almost because even like whenever my mom died, I I didn't get like depressed at all. Like I got I got sad or whatever, but I never and I, I felt like uh you know, like me not being sad was like dishonorable or something. But it was like I don't I, I I don't know if I know how to deal with things better than other people or if I just have a different and more effective way of dealing with stuff. Cause 
I, I tell this this to a bunch of people and you know, I have mixed results, but like the drive up to my mom's funeral, like we didn't leave Mississippi before the first joke came. Right. Like we started joking about my mom's death, like before we fucking left Mississippi. Right. And it, it just, it didn't stop. Like in the funeral home, we were fucking making the, the funeral home dude crack up. <laughs> and like, that's how I deal with shit. But it's, and people are like, well, that's not healthy. That's like deflecting. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like I dealt with a lot of shit through jokes. Yeah. And that's, that's the way you process it. They, they, don't let anybody tell you that that's not a healthy way to deal with things. Look, everybody mourns and grieves in, in different ways. You know what I'm saying? Everybody approaches situations in different ways. That's the beauty of the, uh, the human condition and, and reality in this particular dimension is that everybody is different and everybody has this subjectivity. Not everyone's going to grieve the death of their mother the same way. Some, some people it's going to affect they it'll they'll let it affect them for the rest of their lives, you know. Then yeah. that they'll base the rest of their lives off of this memory that doesn't even really exist. So, I'd say that you have a pretty good handle on on the way you deal with things. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. I, I guess I'm like pretty healthy when it comes to a lot of stuff. But I mean, I I do feel guilty because I know there's there's a lot of people that aren't. You shouldn't. But I you feel shouldn't like, feel guilty. Like you know, maybe you can yeah. help those people kind of look at it, things you know look at things in a different perspective like yeah, but look, but whatever, whatever i try to help people i sound like an asshole yeah i know trust me i get that a lot <laughs> I'm, I'm just like i'm just like hey find something you like doing and go fuck can do that because people like i do i do i work for a landscaping company right and people are like oh gross you make you make like like eight dollars an hour cutting grass it's like no i don't i did that when i was 18 right yeah i did that when i was 18 and, and I, I rose through the ranks and i, I make more than you know, yeah. Most people that say that shit, yeah, for sure. It's like I, I'm fine. Dude. Well, you know, like, pe- I'm fine. People that say that, you know, like they got nothing else going on. You know what I'm saying? They're fucking. Yeah. They're a blank sheet of paper. They're a fucking dial tone. People that say that kind of shit yeah. are basing your worth off of how much they think you make per hour. You see what I'm dude. saying? And that shit doesn't matter because ultimately, uh, ultimately, we're all just fucking people, and it doesn't matter how much shit you've got or you know, fucking. But, you know how popular your podcast is, or for how many girls you fucked over this past weekend. None of that shit matters. None of that shit doesn't make anybody any better than anybody else. In fact, a lot of times it makes you fucking worse than other people because you, yeah, you know the more. Sh- I'm not saying everybody does this, but people that have that outlook that like the amount of money you have matters, or the the kind of car you drive matters. That's they have nothing going on else going on. They have no spiritual side. They have no internal anything there's no that that's all they have they have attachments they all they have they're not happy with themselves inside so they seek shit outside to try to make themselves feel better about the fact that they feel like shit about themselves dude i had an interaction with a guy uh it was either last year or two years ago i was having a great time at a bowling alley and i got a facebook message from somebody who i didn't know and this dude was talking mad shit to me i had no idea who it was apparently he was a facebook friend had no idea who it was Mm -hmm. and he kept saying all this shit like like you couldn't you you would fucking come all over yourself if you saw my paychecks every week you would uh if you saw the house i lived in you would fucking burn your house down because my house is like he kept saying shit like that and i'm like hey man what's your fucking deal and then finally it came out that he was mad at me 
for a apparently I replied to one of his Facebook comments uh. under somebody else's post like four months prior. Right. And then I guess he got drunk one night and decided to tear me down. And he he was like, I'm a software I'm a software developer. Mm-hmm. I've fucking I've run the fucking world. Blah, blah blah. You cut grass. You're fucking nothing. And I ended up just being like, dude, can I help you? Like, right. I'm not I'm not saying like I'm not I'm not trying to be like facetious. Like like you are not in a good fucking place. You are you are not happy. You right. are yeah. you are messaging somebody that you've never fucking met before and talking all this mad shit. Yeah. Yeah, clearly there's some underlying issues there. It's like, dude, obviously your paychecks are not are not bringing you what you want. It's like, yeah, I work for a landscaping company. I make less than you, but I don't fucking hate myself. It's like you need And it doesn't matter. From what I can tell by us doing this podcast, you're in a house. You're talking uh-huh. to me on a microphone through a computer. You know, you're you're not doing too bad. Seems to be a seems, seems like a house to me. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't let I, I hate people that do that shit. That base your anyone people's value off of the shit they have. Because man, I'll tell you what, when you when you fucking uh, blink out and uh, you enter that next fucking dimension, none of that shit's gonna matter. No. When you die and your ego is completely stripped away and you you're not yourself anymore, like you don't have a name, you don't have a body, you're just consciousness none of that's gonna matter yeah I'm, i really do feel bad for people like that because they i mean they're so they're so goddamn sad and and them them getting that job where they make three hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever that's just them chasing happiness and it's just they're not they're not getting any closer like it, it doesn't matter like the numbers in their bank account it does not matter they're, yeah. they're chasing happiness in the wrong fucking place and they'll probably never fucking find it oh, they'll probably sure. end up ODing on fucking pills in a fucking motel eight in fucking nebraska probably Some, something along those lines and and they won't find it because what they don't realize is it's it's inside them like if you have to find happiness within you you, you can't look yeah. outside for it if you look outside for it you're constantly gonna be chasing shit but the the thing that that weirds me out about me is like I'm happy and I don't have any religion or like anything else and I don't know why I'm happy. So because of that, I, I generally just don't think about it because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But um, see, I don't really I don't really have any particular religion either. Now I follow a lot of Buddhist practices, but, and I, I'm hesitant to even call Buddhism a religion, even though it's generally referred to it as as such. Buddhism yeah. is really just a path for life. You don't worship any particular deity. You know what I mean? It's just a way to live. It's a wise way to live. It's, you know, you follow the, you, the eightfold path and the four noble truths and that's it. That's it. From an outside perspective, I think of Buddhism like <clears throat> the, only, the only cult that actually worked and that was good. And I mean, you know, I don't mean any, any disrespect by that, but I mean, it kind of, the people that I know that are like super into Buddhism, it does kind of resemble a cult uh, other than like all the negative shit. It's like a good cult. Right. It's a positive cult. Because you, you guys have all your own like verbiage and shit. Like if you're not Buddhist and you hear two Buddhists talking, you're going to have no fucking idea what they're talking about. For sure. Um, And there are... It is a lifestyle. It is, it is, uh, you, you basically model your entire life after 
these teachings for the most part, and you can't shut the fuck up about it, and you want other people to join. So it is kind of like a cult, but it's good. I mean, that's I think that applies to like anything that anyone's passionate about. They're gonna they're gonna want to talk about it, especially if it works yeah. for them. I agree. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. Speaking of uh, religion and like the afterlife and um, weird shit, I had a breakthrough dose of DMT. Oh. And uh, I've never felt anything so much like dying. Like I've felt myself cease to exist. The uh, the first thoughts that came to my head were, oh no, I've done it this time. I've fucking killed myself with this stupid shit. And then, and then like I immediately thought of like all the people that are closest to me and like and I felt immediate remorse for them having to like live without me because I know they care about me. And here I am just overdosed on some stupid bullshit. This is the DMT experience though. It creates a near death experience. And then you go to this weird fucking DMT realm where there's fucking like eyes everywhere and fucking like weird spiders and they're trying to show you shit. And like, it's, it's fucking crazy, man. It's the craziest shit I've ever experienced in my life. I've never felt more connected to everything. I'm, almost positive this is a simulation at this point yeah yeah it's, it's um it's it's really hard to put into words because language fails at that level yeah, that, there's just that's what i've heard just too much that is just unexplainable there's so many things that don't exist in this dimension that i can't possibly explain them with words in this dimension you know what i mean that we don't have words for the things that i've seen yeah but it was terrifying. Yeah, that- it was absolutely terrifying. And it, I, like you feel yourself die. You literally feel yourself die and you have to let go. And then you blast through this tunnel like in the hyperspace and burst through this, this kind of a field of light. You know, you go into the light. And, but then when you get through the light, it's, it's a fucking, whole new world. It, it's literally an entirely new reality. And it's yeah. goddamn bananas. So do you think, okay, I mean, this is, this is going to be impossible to answer, but do you think that actually is a whole new world and DMT is a uh, travel mechanism? Like a, like a chemical, uh, like a um, key to a chemical doorway? Chem- yes, um, yes. See, I was having this conversation with uh, my last guest, um, Dick Kahn, who wrote this book, um, uh, DMT and my occult that is mind. A badass name, by the way. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Shout dude. out to that dude. Yeah, no, he's super awesome, man. You have to check it out. He's really cool. He's a DMT researcher on uh, Twitter. I follow him pretty closely, but he's uh, had over six hundred DMT experiences and wrote a couple books just that are like details of his many different experiences. Not all of them, obviously, but several of them. And uh, we were having this conversation about whether. DMT exists as a chemical doorway, you know, that that unlocks that doorway into your brain to this other dimension or whether that these are just like, like archetypes that are already in your brain. You know what I'm saying? Like Jungian style archetypes that like are subconsciously there, but are, are brought into the forefront by the DMT. Or if these archetypes only exist on our brain because they exist in that dimension, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Are these archetypes pulled from that? Like, who knows? So it's it, it's a it's a it's basically a program that has is in your brain has always been in your brain, but you need a secret code to unlock it. Like, right. like basically, if you if you had like an encrypted file on your computer, right, right, exactly. So, I, I 
the, I mean, just to me, the the most logical explanation would be the the pathway to a another dimension. Because I that's the hope. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's also they say that you only use like like eighty percent of your brain or whatever. I, I, so, I think it's less less than that. I think it's like twenty percent or something like yeah. that. But, but, I mean, but it, yeah, so that idea as well is like does when you flood your brain with DMT because you know it's a neurotransmitter, does it just activate your entire brain momentarily until it you know precipitates out? Yeah, that's you know that's another question. There's it does nothing but it. I'll put it like this: it answers no question or it answers no questions. It only leaves you with more. From what I've heard, it, it actually it mocks the fact that like you have no answers. Pretty much. The bottom line is, if, you know, you've never had, you know, um, if you question the afterlife and the existence of the afterlife, that means you question the existence of another dimension. And um, I'm pretty sure there's one there, <laughs> at least, uh, at least after that pretty sure i mean like i said i'm not i'm not opposed to it at all oh no, uh, no I, I why would you be opposed to it i'm just saying that there's more at play here than we realize i believe that i, I do believe and that i'm not saying but like, i also i'm not saying like god i'm saying something though there's some sort of yeah you know uh, for lack of a better term um uh what's um uh intelligent design yeah and I'm I'm open to that when it comes to pretty much anything. Right. Like with it all right, this this is this is gonna be a little bit out, but like with everything going on right now in America, mm -hmm. just just the way it's all played out, it would be more logical to me if this was some sort of design plan than if it was just chaos at this point. And I don't, I don't know. Do you mean some sort of like universal design or like it's what's going on right now is designed by the powers that be to influence things in a certain way? I mean, in what, in what respect do you mean? I don't know. I don't, I don't claim to have answers. I just have sick ass theories. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta think on the, you need to expound on the answers, man. You've come up with the questions. Now you, uh, Nope. You need to start doing the research. Uh, that's not that's not my thing. I just come up with uh, more more complicated questions. That doesn't seem uh, very productive. I mean, it <laughs> yeah, does. it's not. It, I mean, it is. But it I, is I, actually because unless you come up with complicated questions, we can't come up with the answers to them. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not smart enough to to come up with answers. I'm just barely smart enough to come up with questions. Oh, I'm an idiot. For sure. Yeah, I, I'm too. Like, uh, whenever I listen to, like, Reggie Watts was on Joe Rogan's podcast mm. recently. And I mean, he is, he, he is so, I mean, it's probably 10 times smarter than me, maybe more. Like, there, there's so many people. I, I'm just, I'm just smart enough to realize how dumb I actually am. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that, that, that puts me over, you know, probably. 75% of the population. That gives you a major advantage for sure. Most people don't know they're stupid. Yeah. So, and I mean, I feel like that's a good, because it's, it also sounds exhausting to be super smart. Oh, for sure. So Think about how many people would rely on you. 
Yeah, like Elon Musk sounds like a tortured soul. I, I can't imagine doing as much as that guy does. You know, like no. I think it's I think I'm, it's pretty I'm cool very, that he's like selling off all his shit. That's pretty interesting. He's like, oh no, I don't. I just don't sure. need it. I think that shows a a big uh, big awakening for him. You know, he's like, I don't need this shit. He's don't need don't I'm, need stuff to be I'm, happy, man. Even a billionaire realizes that. Yeah, I'm I'm very. Uh, I'm very content with with who I am and I know who I am too. And I think that going back to what I was talking about earlier, I think that that's why I'm not bummed out too. I think that's a big part right. of it. I feel I feel like a lot of people that are depressed, they don't really know who they are and they're either trying to be somebody they're not or they're just completely fucking lost. No. And I feel like that's a huge No, part. for sure. They they absolutely don't know who they are because if they knew who they were, they would realize that they're perfect. They might yeah. have some bad and tendencies. I, they might have some bad behavioral patterns, but you're born. We're the closest thing to divinity that we'll ever see. Unless yeah. you, you know, take DMT, but, but without, yeah. without help, you know, like you can meditate for 20 years or you could just do DMT one time and have a near death experience. And then would be really grateful just to fucking be here on this rock hurling through space. It's, it's pretty astounding, man. Just the sheer odds of existing are yeah. phenomenal. hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I mean, when, whenever I do have like actual shit going on, I mean, that, that is one thing that I always remember is like, number one, there, there's people in this world that are way worse off than I am. And it's, you know, everybody has their own experience, but there's, there's people where it's basically just agony from fucking wake up to go to bed. And then number two, like even given all that shit's happening, it doesn't really fucking matter because we're on a fucking a convertible spaceship going 17,000 miles an hour around the fucking sun. Look, man, who gives a fuck? I'll put it, I'll put it like this. After that experience I had, I'm, I have a tenuous grasp on reality as is because man, I don't know. After you see some shit like that, it makes you really just really puts things into perspective. It gives him, makes you have a lot of philosophical questions. Yeah. It, it, it puts a definite, definite light on what is the nature of reality? I mean, cause like you're, but see, you're, you, I mean like you're literally transported to a different world and it's yeah. the most bizarre thing I've ever encountered in my life. See that that's where that's where I think I'm weird because I don't and I mean I'm sure if I had experience like that I might have more questions, but I really don't have a lot of questions. My whole my whole thing is like like okay, well fucking like show me. Right. I want to see it. But I mean, like whatever I'm doing right now, I'm fine with. Like it's for sure. Like I'm cool, I'm chill, like it's whatever. That's why like I've never I've felt lost enough to find a religion to guide me. Right. And I feel like that's abnormal. Like I feel weird for that. No, I mean, it's, it's not abnormal. You know, people, people seek out different things, you know, and you find peace in things other than religion. And that's cool. Like I said, I don't even, you know, I meditate and, you know, try to live according to, you know, Buddhist principles it, it, for the most part anyway. And see like that, that's cool. And like, I know, I know, 
people that are like actual good Christians and like that's cool. I know people that are like really good Muslims and like that's cool. Right. Like I mean, I'm I'm very libertarian when it comes to religion too. It's like it's like dude, yeah, whatever works that, for you. as as long as you're not running around cutting clits off like where I'm at, fucking do your fucking thing, dude. Right. Like whatever. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have no uh, no judgment against anybody's religion, Bec- and and the reason I don't, you know, and that's just the the most confusing thing about religion for me is that they're pretty much all looking for the same thing. They're all looking yeah. for the same end. They're looking for you know, uh, Christians are seeking heaven. Um, Muslims are seeking, you know, whatever form of heaven they ascribe to with, you know, the 72 virgins, Um, you know, Valhalla, all these ideas are the same thing. Enlightenment, they're all the same thing. Now, see, the thing with with Buddhism is enlightenment you can achieve on earth. (laughs) You don't have to die to get there. Yeah. And see, that's the, but the thing is with even Christianity, you know, Jesus said himself, the kingdom of heaven lies within. So what he's saying is you can get there from here. You don't have to die to experience heaven. You, you can yeah. experience heaven here on earth if you live by these principles. That's the whole trick. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, it's not like uh, I do shit that only makes me happy. Like I do some shit <coughs> that sucks. But um, if I get off of work early and I don't have anything else going on, I'll go fucking fishing. Right. And that makes me, fishing makes me happy. It Fishing, I've also learned that I have a very, very different relationship with fishing than other people do. Right. Other people go fishing to relax. That is, it is not relaxing to me. I am hyper-focused on everything that I'm doing. Right. I am every cast that I don't get a fish. I'm like, fuck these fucking fish. I'm going to fuck do. I'm going to fucking get you. If I get a bite and I don't, I don't get it in. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm fucking coming for you. You stupid bitch. <laughs> fucking, you better bite that motherfucker. Like I'm very, but it, it's because I, I want it, it. It's, I don't know. I don't understand people that can, just go sit on a dock and drink some beers and fucking throw a line in the nah, man, I'm, I can't fucking I, do that. I'm there for action. You know what I'm saying? I'm there to catch fish. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm no, going like fishing, I'm I, yeah. if I'm going, if, look, if I'm putting the effort in to, to load the car up with my bullshit and drive out wherever I'm going and take the time to get out and go do it, I'm there to catch fish. Now, granted, if I don't, yeah. it's still an enjoyable experience. Because it's the experience yeah. that's supposed to be enjoyable. Now, catching fish for sure is a bonus, and that's the intention. But that may not happen. See, so like catching fish, it's everything that comes with the the focus and and the the focusing on a task. That is so that is so important for humans. Oh, absolutely. Like anybody. Yeah, the, the follow through. A lot of people don't do that. Oh yeah, for sure. It's this, this is. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a huge fucking problem with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, people are very distracted. It's very hard for it's very I, hard sure. for people to be hyper focused on anything. Which, see, I don't know. Um, what you? What, it's funny because when you said some people, you know, go fishing to relax, it it almost yeah, people do, and like for them, that's their form of like meditation. But what you're not realizing. Yeah. Is for you, it's your form of meditation too. Because like in meditation, like most of the time, especially with um, 
we won't get into any like particular like lineages or anything like that. But a lot of the the meditation focus is based on the breath, right? But you're you're focusing on the breath, okay? So the important thing to remember is you're focusing on something. You, when you fish, are hyper focused on fishing, so yeah. you're still focused. You're still very mindful of everything you're doing when you're fishing. You're still in that moment. That's what you're doing. That's your form of meditation, whether you realize it or not. That's your focus. Yeah. You know, I, I, got, I got multiple things that I do. I like, uh, that's why I don't like to play music like aimlessly anymore. Right. Like, I, I basically can't. I just feel like an idiot. Yeah. If, if I'm just sitting there like strumming a guitar, I can't, like, I literally can't, I, yeah, I can't deal with it. And I, I don't know what that I is. Can't. See, I've been on this thing lately. Like, even if I'm like doing stuff at work where I, I don't have to really be, you know, I, I can wear my headphones and stuff. If I'm, you know, out back mm-hmm. doing prep or whatever, whatever I'm doing, if I'm just, you know, doing prep work or some shit like that, I can wear the headphones and, and rather than music, I'm, you know, listening to a podcast or I'm listening to a lecture from someone on YouTube or I'm, I'm trying to con- I'm trying to like upgrade the system. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, if I can yeah. learn something, I'm going to invest my time in that. And that, and that's a form of meditation as well. You know, just whatever you're doing can be your your form of meditation. There's walking meditation. You know, Thich Nhat Hanh was big on walking meditation, and it's just walking for the sake of walking. There's no destination. There's no goal. It's just doing it and focusing on that act. So you're doing the same thing with fishing. And I mean, no no disrespect to music, but I've never learned more about World War II listening to a song, you know? <laughs> like I that that that's why I like listening to podcasts. I I'm learning shit. I'm uh, you know, absorbing information and it's also, you know, generally entertaining. But also too, whenever I'm listening to music at work, I feel bad cuz I feel like I'm not giving especially if it's a song I'm hearing for the first time, I feel like I'm not giving it uh, full respect because I understand like I'm a musician. I understand that somebody, you know, put their heart and soul into whatever song I'm listening to. And I feel bad if I'm not listening through good speakers and giving it like a really good fair shake. And if I'm at work, I'm going to half-ass pay attention to music especially. And um, so, yeah, I really, I don't listen to a lot of music anymore. Uh, no, I, I, there's very few things that I, I really listen to anymore. I mean, there, there's a handful, but to just listen to music, you know, across the board, that just it's not something I do. And I, I just like mindlessly just listen to music. That's the thing of the past for me. I, I mean, love it, some podcasts, it, it depends on what I'm doing. Yeah. There, there yeah, are, there are times uh, when I, I will just put music on as background. Yeah, like when I'm cooking at the house or uh, if I'm doing something, I love and that. That's one thing. <laughs> that's probably one of the top five things that me and my wife fight on is she hates loud music in the house. And I'm like, music is not a quiet thing. Right. Music is meant to be played as high as that speaker goes. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's what headphones are for, yeah. though. Yeah, but then I can't hear anything else going on. I, and I like to, I like good bass. I like, I like to feel it. So, uh, you know, I'll be cooking steak and listen to the acacia strain at 10 and it's a problem. 
Well, we figured out. Yeah, see, uh, washing dishes. That's one of my big music times. I really enjoy listening to music yeah. when I'm washing dishes just because, uh, you know, I, I get into a rhythm with it and just knock it out. And it does kind of help zone out on the fact that I'm washing dishes because although I don't mind washing dishes, it's not exactly what I want to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. You could be fishing. I could be doing any number of things. Yeah. You could be yeah. podcasting with old GA. I could. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. So. I am a complete hallucinogenic virgin. Oh, wow. I've never done anything. I want to. I really do. I really want to. And people, people, don't, uh, people don't believe it when I say it. They're like, well, nah, I don't know. It's like, no, no, I really do want to. I, I, want, I have a, a, a whole plan. I want to I try like a good dose of mushrooms. Like, a, like a five grams silent darkness Terrence McKenna well, dose? Maybe, maybe chill. Maybe like three. I, I, I would get my feet wet first. Honestly, I would. I would dip okay. my toe in. I'd start at like a gram, and then okay. like work my way up. Because right. it's it's one of those things. Like yeah, I, you have to prepare your 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 mind for the experience. It's like nothing you will ever experience in your life, and it's a it can be a little um, it can be very disorienting. <laughs> Unless you, uh, but is that is that a good? That's a good gateway. Some some good mushrooms. I don't want to say anything is a good gateway drug. That sounds horrible. Um, I think either for somebody who's never taken psychedelics, I would think mushrooms are being. Well, I'm, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking for a gateway. I, I, <laughs> I would think that um, mushrooms would be a good place to start. That probably okay. be pretty good. Either that or um, like LSD, like a mild dose of LSD. Okay. That's just my opinion. I'm not a doctor, obviously. I mean, I'll take your opinion, dude. You know, I mean, and the, the only, know, I'm, I'm asking the only you reason for I, your the opinion. only reason I recommend psychedelics to people in the first place is because they've been very beneficial to me in my life, and I've gotten a lot of uh, good insight from them. I've learned to ask questions about things that people just generally accept as fact. So I've heard that if you go into a trip with an intention it's a lot better than just being like what the fuck is this yeah um it, it's generally good to go with some sort of intent um and and, and generally some questions at least with the uh, psilocybin and lsd um none of those things matter with dmt <laughs> because uh yeah you're, you're, <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it, it laughs at your intentions it, it, yeah it gives you the finger and then like a bunch of elves give you the finger and then they show you a bunch of machines and then you're, yeah, it's, there's eyes everywhere yeah. and it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I've listened to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Go listen to uh, some of Terrence, Terrence McKenna's lectures on DMT. Oh, Very I know. Good. That dude's, he is, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I don't even have a frame of reference to understand what the fuck he says. So he's just like a crazy dude. To yeah, me. you, you don't. Like, uh, I don't think he's lying. No, he's absolutely not. Everything he's saying is 100% true. And that's the funny thing about Terrence McKenna is he does sound like a raving madman. But un until you do psychedelics, you have no frame of reference to, to understand what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you never saw a fish before. And somebody, tried, yeah, somebody tried to explain it to you. You'd go, yeah. I was like, I was like, no, no, no. That that lake right there, that's completely full of animals. You've just never seen them because you're a land dweller. You you know you know how you see stuff flat uh like splash? That's fish in there. They'd like they're and, uh, and then you can go deeper with it and say, and they don't breathe air, they breathe water, and they don't have arms or legs. Yeah. And people would be like, What the fuck are you talking about? That's insane. I'm so proud of us right now. That was such a sick ass fucking full circle. Yeah, we did good.
Yeah, that was good. But yeah, I would. Yeah, I like I said, I would start with uh, if if you do want to actually try psychedelics, which I recommend to everyone. I know there there's a you know a lot of legality issues involved, but you know what? Look, there's they wouldn't be doing research on these things in all over the country if they weren't beneficial. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's been proven by anyone who's taken them that they're beneficial. Just because some asshole decides to you know try to drive a car on 10 hits of acid and runs into something. He ruins it for everybody else. Let's be realistic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they're, if do. they're done in a proper setting and you're, you're safe and you're not a danger to yourself or others, you're not going to want to do anything anyway. You're going to be so flabbergasted at what's going on. You're going to be too busy trying to wrap your head around remembering your own name because if you've done it right, you get that, that true ego death and you cease to exist for, a little while yeah my plan is to to block out like an entire day where like i have nothing to do nobody's going to be home and i have a friend that wants to do it with me and he's like a super chill dude and we're gonna just do it either at his house or at my house i say go for it and just experience uh, it. it's a it's a um, life-changing event man i can't i mean i really like i can't wait like i want to i want i i'm mad that like i keep and I mean, I don't, I don't keep putting, it's not like I have opportunities and like, I keep saying like, oh, I can't do it. It's like, I need to make the opportunity happen right? and just fucking do it. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, it's also not something you can just like get delivered on Amazon. That's true. So, See, and I, I, I'm, I hopefully it will be, you know, hopefully it's something yeah, you can no, just click a couple buttons and you know, a sheet of acid shows up to your door and okay. there's your medicine and you're good. I I, no, I wouldn't. Just, I, I don't know if I sell DMT online because people just aren't ready for that. Yeah, I believe L LSD, that. psilocybin, those can be manageable. Yeah, and DMT not so much. Acid scares me much more than psilocybin for some reason. It shouldn't. Okay, psilocybin actually um, has a much more devastating effect than higher doses. In my opinion, okay. devastating, but in a positive. Oh way? yeah, for sure. It can be a little okay. scary at times. That yeah, that's kind of what I want. Yeah, it can be a little terrifying. Yeah, I wanna I wanna talk to whatever whatever's running. Oh, shit. for sure, you'll you'll talk to something. I wanna find out who killed Kennedy. Oh, that's the CIA. That's <laughs> the, the CIA. How sick would it be if like you went into a mushroom trip with the intention of like I want to know who killed Kennedy? I, I'm sure the secrets to that lie somewhere in that fucking DMT fucking realm. It's probably one of those fucking spiders that was trying to show my friend that baby. Yeah, if if you think the CIA hasn't done that, if you think the CIA hasn't, what? Well, no, nah, no, nah, I take it back. No, 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 no. I'm I'm way off. The CIA fucking knows. Absolutely, know the CIA knows. Pretty sure the CIA was a. Uh, considering that they coined the term conspiracy theorist around people questioning Kennedy's assassination, I think they might have some inside info on that one. Just saying. Yeah. You know what? Really bum me out i realized mm -hmm. that you remember flight 93 on september 11th yes i realized that 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 whole story that we were told is completely false dude when did you realize this is tell me this isn't recently you realized this dude this is like last year <laughs> yeah I, I felt so stupid yeah that that, that plane was a hundred percent shot out of the sky oh for sure like it, it, like there's no question, and I feel so dumb. That was the one that uh, the wreckage was in Pennsylvania, right? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, 
Where 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 was the wreckage? I mean, like, <laughs> did you did you see it? Did you see any? I saw. Uh, yeah, no, I saw pieces. Yeah, but I mean, was there was no there was like no fuselage. I mean, it's the same thing yeah. with the Pentagon. Look at the Pentagon. I know. You think that was a plane? I, that was clearly no, I, not I, I a plane. I don't know what that was, but that wasn't a plane. Wouldn't a plane have made a much larger hole? It would have with wings uh, and shit. There would have <laughs> like, been a lot more plane. Yeah, there would have been a lot more there too. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I'm a pretty big aviation guy, and I've seen a lot of plane wrecks. I love it, love it, love it, love it. If anybody's listening to this and they want to see me, send me a uh, aviation disaster that you think that I haven't seen, I'll watch it. Hundred percent. Is that a challenge? Yeah. <laughs> have you watched that many? I think I've seen them all. That's kind of morbid. I have. I have seen every single fatal F one death ever. Did you realize how that's a little morbid, right? Um, you, re- you realize every one of those videos you watch, somebody blinks out. Yeah, it is terrible. But also, I want to fly one day, and I want to know everything that can go wrong. I also watch a bunch of videos where stuff goes wrong and it ends up okay. To be fair, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying what I do is cool. At the end of the day, uh, all of it's okay because it was just their time to go. Apparently. Yeah. It's, and, and honestly, I'd much rather die in a plane crash than die from cancer. Oh, yeah. No, I've had cancer. It wasn't fun. Yeah. So, I mean, plane crashes seem pretty chill compared to, like, cancer. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty quick. I so, would think, you know, yeah. unless you, you, you know, like, survive and you're mangled and then you die in the wreckage. And then that's not so so much fun but it's definitely still either way it's still going to be unless you're like in the remember that alive movie where the the that soccer team got stuck in the andes and they're having to like eat each other and all that so yeah that 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 could go on as long as cancer i could see that that see that would be prolonged agony but um definitely neither fun ways to go like same thing with drowning can you be like you imagine being drowned for like two months straight like just (laughs) I think uh, drowning and fires, like the the two things that I'm actually afraid of, dude. That's the other thing. Like I'm not, like I'm not afraid of any animals. Snakes don't bother me. Spiders, like I don't have a lot of. I don't think I have any irrational fears. Like I'm, I'm, I am made nervous by lightning, but I feel like that's fully validated. Well, I was about to say. I mean, I don't think that's an irrational fear. I think that's perfectly <laughs> yeah. rational. It's like being afraid of a Kodiak grizzly bear. That's probably a rational fear. I mean, I'm not afraid. Yeah. Of, I'm not afraid of them living on the fucking Gulf Coast of Florida. But you know, if I was in Kodiak, Alaska, I'd probably be a little. You know, I'd at least be looking I'd, over my shoulder. Yeah, no, I'd be watching out. And I mean, when I'm when I'm at work and stuff, like I watch out for snakes and spiders. But if I see a snake, if I see a snake and I can automatically identify it as not venomous, I'll pick it up. Oh yeah, for sure. It's yeah, a, it's a snake. Like, Same if, thing with spiders. Yeah, I don't care as long as I know a they're not going to like. As long as I know they're not gonna like fuck me up, I'll, yeah, I'm not have no fear of that. Yeah, I, I, I because find people, but because see, you you made about you know a point there. You said as long as it's a, a non venomous snake, I'll pick it up if I can identify it as non venomous. That's not to say that you don't oh, have. Yeah. It's not to say you don't have a fear of snakes. You just have a fear. Don't have a fear of non venomous snakes. Well, even even like I, I don't think you're gonna go fucking snatching up a water moccasin with any kind of fervor. No. I, I don't have an irrational fear of snakes. And I, w- whenever I see a poisonous snake, I know exactly what to do. And I, I'm, I'm pretty fucking... But okay, 
my I, I got a couple times uh, seeing venomous snakes, but the most notable by far is I was playing paintball and I was uh, creeping through a dry creek bed, mm-hmm. and uh, I just happened to look down and there was a cottonmouth, probably about five foot long cottonmouth, about you know, yeah. like baseball, yeah, like, like soda around. can. Yeah. Yeah. And dude had had its mouth open, coiled up, ready to strike, and I lit him up with a paintball gun. I just said pop, 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 pop <laughs> as fast as I could. And like I mean, that's definitely as close as I've gotten to getting bit. But I mean, I've seen a gang of poisonous snakes. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they're you know, I mean it's a it, it's cliche, but they are way more afraid of you than you are them no that's a i mean people say that because it's it's a cliche because it's true you know people yeah. say it because it's a real thing but i mean the same thing with alligators like down here i mean alligators is just something it, it is in the world it is something that you have to constantly be aware of you don't necessarily have to be afraid of it but you have to constantly especially if you're waiting in the water fishing like i do oh yeah for sure i used to um i used to play gigs over at uh huck's cove over in gaucher yeah and you know alligators everywhere i mean it's the same thing here you know if you go canoeing down any of the big rivers over here see hundreds of alligators in a few hours you know like they're everywhere it's just in the southeast united states if you're you know in the coastal southeast united states you're gonna have some alligators they're just there but i mean no two ways around you know there's no way around that shit I know people that are like, like afraid of alligator. Like if they see one, they freak out. And I'm just like, do do you know what it really is? Do what? Do you want to know what it really is? They're not afraid of the alligator. I do. They're not afraid of the snake. They're afraid of death. They're afraid of peril. You're probably right. I know I'm right. Why else would you be afraid of that? Yeah. No, you're right. The the only reason you wouldn't would the only reason you would be afraid of something is if you feared injury or death. Yeah. And the only reason you would fear injury is because it might cause death or pain. And people, you know, don't like pain, but pain's just another experience. That makes sense too. Cause I used to think that I was afraid of heights. Hmm. And then, uh, recently with my new job, I, I was forced into a position. Well, I wasn't forced. I accepted a position where I was, I had to be f- familiar with heights and, it, it didn't go great for like the first week. Mm-hmm. And then at some point I started becoming more comfortable. And then I realized that the only time that I ever even almost fell mm-hmm. was when I was only focusing on the fact that I was 50 feet up in the air. Yeah. If I put the fact that I was 50 feet up in the, up in the air out of my mind, I was I like I never slipped. I never did anything. But it was the time where I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, where I almost actually fell. Yeah, exactly. You get hyper focused on on the the possibilities of what yeah. could happen. And that's where anxiety comes from. See, like we were talking about depression earlier, and we'll talk about we'll talk about that and anxiety. See the thing with depression, at least my understanding of depression, and this is what I've come to realize over the years, just of you know everything i've been through is depression comes from like regret of the past you get what i'm saying yeah so like you get depressed over things you've done decisions you've made the way you know if things aren't going your way you get depressed um anxiety is basically stemmed from worry about the future like 
oh shit, I could fall. It's 50 feet up. You know? and so you get this angst, you know, you get this anxiousness and that's just, all that is is just fear of the future because it's the unknown. People fear the unknown. So they get this anxiety because they don't know what's going to happen. They have to know what's going to happen. But see, if you can stay like right now, like right in the moment, you know what I mean? Like right now, because the past, that's gone. It's never coming back. It never existed in the first place because all we have is right now. See what I'm saying? Yeah. The future never gets here because it's always right now. All we have is right now. So if you're dwelling on like memories that, and your brain has a really bad time remembering shit anyway, it remembers things like incorrectly. And you know, like it's, it's never like your memory is never exactly the way things happen because you have your own perspective spin on it. So your memories, people get depressed over these memories that don't exist in the first place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They create these things and, and then they, they base their whole lives around these, these memories that aren't even real. And so like, you know, they'll, they'll dwell on some situation that happened in the past. Now their perspective and their take on that situation, it wasn't the reality of the situation, but their take on it. And they dwell on that and dwell on that and dwell on that. And it, it causes depression. Same thing with anxiety. If you constantly worry about what could happen, you're always going to be anxious and, and nervous and uh, something bad could happen at any minute, but you don't know what's going to happen. And the future is never going to get here anyway, because it's always right fucking now. So yeah. if you do want to have a quote unquote good future, focus on right now yeah. because you're going to have a better day tomorrow if you make wise decisions today. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I, I constantly like wonder why I'm fine and other people are not. And I mean, I like it's not like I consciously. I don't even know. Like I think about the future a lot, but I'm fine. Like it's fine. Yeah, I th- I think I have an acceptance of the future, right? And I I don't I don't fear the future because I don't know what the future is going to be. Yeah, nobody does. I man, I I really I really just think that it it, it all kind of stems from like I'm comfortable with myself and I know who I am. That like, has I really, a lot to do with it. Because I know I have a feeling of how I'm going to react to the future, you know, whatever it's going to be. I'm not. I mean, the only thing that really freaks me out, like right now, uh, that I like constantly worry about is like if everything really does go to shit and we end up in a post apocalyptic thing, like that's kind of the only thing. And I just worry about like protecting my family and shit and like having to figure out like. Right life like real real actual life here's here's the thing if that happens it's gonna happen anyway and you can't control like you can't control it but you you also don't know if it's gonna happen now you can take steps today to plan for that in case it does happen but you don't know if it's gonna happen at all you know so probably not probably yeah i mean it has just not in our fucking lifetime that's true but Chances are probably not. So, like, what's the point of even focusing on that and thinking about it? I mean, I, under- well, I understand it's a concern, but like, I, I, I think a lot about Einstein's quote where he's like, "I don't know what weapons will be used to fight World War Three, but I know World War Four will be sticks and stones." Yeah, it's absolutely right. Yeah, but see, you know, what you rather you know 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, I mean, not, it's not something I fucking dwell on everything. No, like, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think you fine. dwell on it. I'm just saying, like, you know. Just, yeah, I mean, that's, that is there, one there thing are, that There are people me. out there that do dwell on that, though, and that, that should, yeah. like, those, those thoughts consume them, and that becomes their lives. You know what I mean? Like, that's all they think about. So there are those people that that thought, like, that there could be, it's like those prepper people, you know, those, yeah. like, like, super doomsday prepper people. Like, they, you can't tell me that they don't fucking think about that shit. No, all dude, the time. They, they come at night thinking about that. Yeah. They jerk off thinking about like, oh my God, can you imagine how dope it's going to be whenever I have to use my fucking bunker? I can't imagine that. Yeah. Eating fucking bucket food. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> bucket food. What was <laughs> which, uh, Jim Baker? I don't. I don't yeah, Jim yeah, Baker. yeah. Jim Baker. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the, the Vic Burger video? All the Vic yeah. Burger videos he's on. Man, I love Vic. What he's doing yeah. is so great. Did you, uh, have you ever seen that one with uh, like scary children's toys? Or scary, no. No, scary children's shows? Like creepy children's no, shows? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, I've got to send that to you. It's yeah, absolutely amazing. It's, that one of sounds the, it's one of the best things I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, dude, I got to check that out. It's really good. So uh, you got anything cool coming up with the, uh, the old podcast? Anybody interesting coming on? I know you're talk, talking about um, kind of going back to your roots a little bit, but yeah, we're working on uh, Doug Stanhope. That's awesome. He, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you see this back here. Uh, yeah. It's an autographed Doug Stanhope poster. I've known Doug since uh, 2009. We uh, Every time he's in town here, we always end up hanging out and drinking some beers and shit. He's a good dude. I fucking love happy him. To call, he, happy he, to call him a friend of mine. I, yeah. I, I, should, I should probably get in touch with him since I actually know him and see if he'll do the show. Yeah. Get get in touch with him and tell him to do our fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> first things first, um, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 agreed to do the show. We're working on uh, Tom and dates. No, that's awesome. But uh, we we do have uh, comedian Miss Pat coming on. Um, oh, you got Miss Pat a, coming on. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know who that is. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, that's gonna be fun. And she's hilarious, dude. She's incredible. And like her, her life story, I, I'm mm. not going to make her yeah. tell it again. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say her story is just, just being mm-hmm. a crack, a crack kingpin in Atlanta at like 15 years old. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. She, that's just nuts, man. She's, she's awesome though. But, uh, anyway. yeah, besides that, man, we're just hammering through trying to, trying to keep this, this wave up. Nice. Yeah, when you uh, when you do uh, end up doing that podcast with Doug, man, tell him uh, Justin Otto from Pensacola said what's up. Hundred percent. I'll remind him about the time that he uh, he almost got robbed in Pensacola. I, I don't think I was there for that one. I think I, oh, okay. I think I was living out of town for that one. All right. Well, I'll try to get him to tell it on the uh, show just for you. Uh, that'd be great. I was actually uh, there was this big article. That came out several years ago. Uh, I think it was in like Scanlands, and it, it mentions me in there. And then the, the chick that wrote it said some like really condescending kind of shit about me. Like I, was, <laughs> like I was like, like, like I made this joke to Doug about like because he came in with a bunch of people, and I was like, oh, you got a, got your entourage with you, and I was just fucking with him because you know I give him shit. The first time I met him, I called him a faggot. Yeah. And he laughed. You know what I'm saying? That's his, yeah. that's his humor, and like that's you know how we bond with each other is we just give each other shit. But uh, she took, she thought I was like being like all butthurt about it. Like <laughs> the way she wrote it was like really super condescending. I was, I was kind of offended at the time. Looking back, it's pretty funny though. You can still find it online. Oh, that does sound good. Anyway. We're, hey, uh, 
Oh, fuck. What is that? Fuck. What's the uh, the handlebar? That's done, right? Oh, yeah, it's gone. I mean, not gone, but those days are over. Everybody's yeah. been uh, doing sh- shows at uh, this place, Chizuko, now. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Sluggos? Sluggos gone. So it's just Chizuko's. Chizuko, and there there was another place that opened over um, on the north side of town. I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. And then there's another um, venue over in like the the Warrington area, and it's it's okay. It's called like Rodeo Rock or some shit. I've been there like literally one time. Yeah, I just don't go to bars terrible. and stuff anymore. I don't really, I don't drink very often. Yeah. I have a beer every now and then, but like I don't go out and see music. You know, like we were talking about, I don't go see music. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's yeah. somebody that I really, really like. Like I'm not. My days of just going to shows just to just to hang out and drink beers and watch live music are over. Like I have to have intention in my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be something that I want to see. I'll be brutally honest. Most most times where I went out and saw music, like you were talking about. I was just trying to convince myself that it didn't suck as bad as I thought. <laughs> right. It's like, this is what I'm supposed I to mean, be doing, right? No, fit, like, I'm supposed to be here supporting, right? Like, I mean, God, God love you, but fuck dude. Like it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to like you, you know, it's like, it's not hard to like you as a person, but I just like yeah, what, yeah. You, what you're trying to do artistically. I'm just not on board with, and that's okay. There's it, it's it. Somebody likes it. There's something for everyone. people. Yeah, and but people wrap themselves up with that, so they oh, think they get, like they get so offended if you don't like their music. It's like, look, it's, yeah. it's nothing about you as a person, and it's the same thing with podcasting. Like, you might not like my fucking podcast, but you might like me as an individual. That's cool too. Yeah. You don't have to like my podcast. I had a girl uh, at work. Uh, she found my podcast and she listened to it, mm-hmm. and she was like, you know. She was like, "Hey, I found your podcast." I was like, "Oh, cool. What'd you think?" She was like, uh, "I'm not a huge fan." And I was like, "That's fine. It's not for everybody." Yeah, I would not if you. It, it would surprise me way more if you were like, "Dude, it was sick as fuck." Look, man. If everybody liked our podcast, we'd be popular as shit. They'd be sharing the yeah. fuck out of it. I'd have eight million views a day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's just not. I mean, it's, that's the cool thing not, about podcasts. It, it is. It is. It is for. Whoever the fuck it's for. Right. There's a there's a niche out there for everybody. If you want to do a podcast yeah. about old school micro machines, there's a podcast for that. You know what I'm saying? There's something out there for everyone. And if you don't like ceramic this one, mugs, yeah, fucking yeah, the tensile strength packaging. of the tensile strength of spider silk, like yeah, I'm sure somebody's exactly. got an episode of, about that. You know, it just doesn't matter. Like in the long run, like if you don't like this, turn it the fuck off and go listen to fucking. Uh, Rushmore podcast. Rushmore podcast. Uh, yeah, or, you can or, find us on iTunes or Libsyn or whatever, wherever you get your podcast. Check out Rushmore podcast. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at the Rushmore Pod, Facebook Rushmore Podcast, Instagram, whatever that is. Uh, if anybody wanted to send you an email, hate mail, nude pictures, Rushmore Podcast at gmail.com. Um, also, go check out Mount Rushmore Podcast because they are uh, they're terrible. They're a terrible podcast. But so go give uh, them a listen. Yeah, I mean at least once that make make them make them smile when they check their their stats. Yeah, I feel bad for making fun of them at this point because I feel like I'm punching down. You kind of are. Yeah, you're right. Can you take it back? I mean, you no, should go listen. I mean, you should still, still go listen to it. to it, but I think do it out of love, not 
not condescension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You said it. You said it way better than I did. Uh, you know, yeah, I try to listen to those guys. Try to be good with not, uh, language. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good show. But hey, I'll tell you what. If you don't like our show, go check out their show. Because if if maybe you're stupid and you don't like our show, you might be stupid like their show. Yeah, and if you don't like any of these, there's one out there that you will like. Yeah, and you already listened to this, so you're, you're pretty cool. If you got this far, you're probably going to go <laughs> check out Rushmore Podcast. I'm going to be so excited to see how you edit this. Oh, yeah, no, it's going to be fun. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. <laughs> Thanks again to Pepper for being on the show. There's a, there's a whole he and Thomas McCormick probably 15-minute section. There's no like way it's going to make the cut. Oh, no, it gets pretty dark here with your friends. <laughs> like I said, that, that one will be on the unedited one will be on the podcast. on Patreon when I put that together. Thanks again for listening. Dude, that's going to be that's going to have to be like 15 a month. Right. It's like deep Patreon. You can't give that to your fucking $1 a month subscribers. Right. No, that'd be a just like a DMT trip. There'll be many that, levels. Yes. <laughs> That'll be like, you're going to have to email me and then Venmo me 15 bucks to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later, man. It was great. It was good, man. Take it easy. All right. Love you. Love you too, bud.